welcome to another episode of Get Up 10. I'm really excited to be recording right now. I'm not really sure what I'm about to say. <laughs> I mean, I do have my notes, but I I don't have a lot of notes, so it's definitely going to be very from the heart. <laughs> but I wanted to share my um, end of year recap with you all. And I think I want to do this for a couple reasons. So one, obviously, like y'all know how I am with my podcast. But also because as now that I have a daughter, my podcast means even more to me because I hope that one day, um, maybe when I'm not here anymore, she'll have my podcast to go back to and to listen to and to hear her mama and her voice and her thoughts. So I think that adds another element of purpose to my podcast. But I definitely wanted to go live before the year ended because I wasn't about to end the year without one more podcast and I will be doing the podcast more for sure as we move into this new year. So don't you worry. (laughs) But 2021 was a really good year for me. I didn't start that way. I'll be completely transparent. It did not start good, but it's definitely ended on a high note. I honestly can't even believe the transformation and the the restoration and the healing that has taken place from January to December in my life. And so I'm excited to share a little bit about that for sure, especially because I, I just can't believe it. Like literally the only reason that I'm able to talk about my transformation is because I documented it in my journal and Uh, Last week, I actually opened up my journal and I saw the things that I was worried about earlier this year, the things that were weighing me down, my thoughts. And I was just like, wait a minute, like that, that was this year, that was 2021. Like, it was just crazy. And um, before I even get into the little things I have jotted down, I will definitely attribute Well, first and foremost, I have to attribute my healing process to God because that is my ultimate healer and the most wonderful counselor. But on top of that, I'm very big on Jesus and therapy. And I did get a new therapist this year. So I was working with one therapist and she was great. There was nothing like wrong with her per se, but I just really felt like I was paying money to talk to somebody and I feel like therapy should be more than that. And so... I made the decision to look for a new therapist. Um, I actually ended up posting in a Facebook group that I'm in just to see if anybody had suggestions for a therapist that they were familiar with that was good because it's so funny. Like when I started my therapy journey, I was like, I need somebody who's a woman. I need somebody who's black. I need somebody who's a believer. And then after my first actual experience with a therapist, I was like, um, I think I just want somebody who understands me like all the labels don't really matter but I was lucky not even lucky I was blessed to come across a a spirit-filled therapist and I remember I can like remember it like it was yesterday like it was probably probably halfway through the year now so I had my first um like consultation with this woman and I remember setting up my little lawn chair in my driveway because it was the summertime and I love sitting in the sun. And I was talking to this therapist about what I've been through in the past year or so. And I was just so heavy. And I remember, so I shared what I had to share with her. And then she gave me like her diagnosis or her uh, like treatment plan, quote unquote. And 
one of the first things that she said to me was that I was depressed and it messed with me. <laughs> I was like, Who, what? No, like not, I'm not depressed. Like, no, like I'm fine. Like, you know, like I, I have my moments, but I'm not depressed and it messed with me. Until I finally accepted it, I was like, you know what, if I'm depressed, then I'm going to have functional depression. I'm going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep on going. I'm not going to just sit here in this state. But that really messed with me at first. And then the other thing that she addressed with me was shame. And I think a part of dealing with shame is like owning what you've been through and talking about what you've been through in safe spaces. Um, and and not not beating yourself up or like playing this victim role because I think that's such a big part of shame but I think when it comes to shame definitely having a safe place to tell your story and what you've been through is so key and so I've been able to work through those things with her and between her my journal God and the gym like I mean y'all see the glow Um, it's definitely been a year of restoration for me. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. But also, okay, also, um, so 2021, I remember in the beginning of this year and I was talking to God about what this year would have in store for me. I wrote down, um, three places and that was Florida, California, and Arizona, specifically the Grand Canyon. And this was the fun part about being off of social media for most of this year was that I was just living my life and nobody knew, like, unless you're my real, my friend in real life, like I was just living my life and I didn't have to worry about getting the perfect picture. I didn't have to worry about going live. I didn't have to worry about, Oh, like, let me document this for later. I mean, I took pictures, but without the pressure of let me get the perfect angle and let me get the perfect this and let me choose a filter and just all of that that takes away from being fully present. And so, like I said, I wrote down three places that I felt like God was putting on my heart for this year. And um, I went, I was blessed to go to Florida actually twice this year. And so I remember the first time I went to Florida, I, I was still in that heavy space and um, it was a little bit difficult. I, I, part of me didn't even want to go to Florida, but I knew that I needed it. I needed to get out of my house. And so I went and it was such a blessing. Um, both times that I went to Florida, I was in Jacksonville for the first time and it was a little bit cold because it was early in the year and actually it was uncharacteristically cold, but we still got to go to the beach. We still got to enjoy the Florida weather which never can compare to New York and um, I got to go on a boat for the first time like it, I'm, that was like my highlight of the year y'all like you don't even understand so we went on our, our family friend's boat and then like the guys were gonna go fishing but my sister and I were not gonna go fishing and so we got dropped off at a restaurant which we pulled up to on a boat and and so, so my brother's friend, he brought, uh, like chicken wings and French fries for everybody to eat. But then when we pulled up to the restaurant, like, obviously you can't bring outside food to a restaurant. So 
my brother's friend was like, all right, you guys hang out here and order whatever you want. And so I was sitting on the water with my sister and my daughter and we got to try fried gator and I'm all about new experiences even if it's just new food like that is a love language for me so that was a lot of fun and a, a first like I never thought I would be bringing my daughter on a boat and I don't even know how many months old she was but I was just like this girl is living her life like I didn't go on a boat until so that was 24 and she's already going on a boat at a couple months old like she's lit <laughs> so that was a lot of fun and then so I went to Florida twice like I said and so that was one of the places the three places that God told me I was gonna go to or put on my heart at least and the second place was California and I got to go to California in May for my sister's graduation from her first year of ministry school at Bethel and we made it it was a girl's trip so my myself my mom and my daughter we flew over there to be with my sister, and th that was some much-needed girl time for sure. Um, riding California gets really hot in the summer, so again, just sunny, good weather. Um, my mom loves to cook, but she hasn't been cooking like she normally has because she's working now. So that time, that girl time allowed my mom to cook for us, and um, we went hiking and Northern California is beautiful, y'all. Like, definitely suggest visiting there and hiking there. It's everything. So we got to do that. And that was my daughter's first plane ride. And she did amazing. I feel like she slept. <laughs> and so I was really happy about that. She did amazing on the plane ride. I don't even remember the details. But I just know that she did good. She did well. So... That is two out of the three places that got put on my heart. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to Arizona this year, but that's fine. I'm still going to make it to the Grand Canyon one day. But I did get to go to Texas for the first time this year for Women Evolve Conference, Sarah Jakes Roberts Conference, and that was huge. First of all, I forgot how good it is just to be in a building with a bunch of women at a women's event. Like, women are dope, y'all. Like, just to be in a room with that much beauty looking at everybody's hair their nails their outfits like that just gave me life and then I don't know if you guys are familiar with SJR I know some of y'all are but she just brings that fire like whew, oh my gosh and Dr. Anita Dr. Anita Phillips is one of my favorite people thanks to SJR I love her ministry I love when she shares her heart and so there was just so much healing that took place that weekend and just to be in a room full of women and be able to cry and feel your feelings and just know, be reminded of God's promises and know that you're not alone and better is coming. There is nothing like that. So that was fun. And I, I had a VIP ticket that I actually purchased in 2019, but because of the pandemic, it got carried over to this year. So I was in Texas for the first time and I had VIP tickets to this conference. I got to try Papados for the first time because I hear everybody talk about it, but I never had it until this year and it was so good. I will be going back for sure. And also that was special for me because so my daughter's grandmother, not my mom, but her dad's mom, um, her birth state is Texas. So there was something special about being able to bring my daughter there. And again, just I was so blessed to be able to have my daughter hang out with my mom while I enjoyed the conference. 
And so I didn't have to worry about my daughter. They had fun. They went to the zoo. They went shopping. And I was able to just do me. And I know my mom had fun being a grandma. And I forgot to say this in the beginning, but this year I really got to know God as a provider. I know we get all like, oh, don't tell people about your finances. Don't tell. You don't want nobody in your business. Da, 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 da. So I don't want to tell anything too personal, but I feel like it would be a shame if I did not share with you guys how God came through on my finances this year because in January part of the reason that I was so depressed was because I literally did not have any money like my account was in the negative I was asking my family for money and through the sale of my home in North Carolina this year because of the state of the market I was able to make a profit and so between that and um Y'all, one of the things I wrote in my journal in January before anything was looking like, before I had any type of hope, before there was any type of hints or whatever as to what was to come, one of the things that I wrote in my journal was, my name is being written on checks I have yet to receive. I just declared that thing because I, like I said, I didn't have no money. And I can honestly say now that the year is over, I have never received as many checks as I did in 2021. (laughs) Checks in the mail, y'all. Like, and especially being born in the 90s, um, we don't really use checks, you know, like everything is, is on the phone for us. You know, I do my banking on my phone. Like I don't even go to the ATM anymore. Like it's all on my phone. And so... The first time I ever heard about like checks in the mail, well, two things was from like real estate. They call it mailbox mailbox money. And then also um, one of the declarations that Bethel Church does is just declaring that there will be checks in the mail. And I would say that, but I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, I'm just reading along. But y'all, I want to let some some young person who's listening right now know checks really do be coming in the mail. All right. Check your mail. Checks do come in the mail. (laughs) And you can deposit them on your phone. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, so between like selling my home and checks in the mail, like I was taken care of this year and I was able to just live and be present with my daughter and bless my family and bless people around me. And I'm so grateful for that because I had no clue how I was going to make money this year. You know, like I'm working on my hustle. I'm working on my dreams. I have plans, but I have not worked as a nurse for over a year now due to many circumstances honestly and um I didn't I never picked up another job so this year I was able to just let God be be my provider and rest in that and one thing about God is that his language is abundance okay his language is more than enough and I was able to be the recipient of that this year and I'm so so grateful so yeah all right Next thing on my list, we talked about travels, we talked about finances, we talked about therapy. I want to talk about my fitness journey. So this year, like I said, in January, I was depressed. I was sitting on, I was spending way too much time sitting on my butt on the couch. But anyways, I was not working out. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't in a good place. And so I gained, I felt like my weight gain after having my daughter wasn't even that bad until... The, ho- the holidays came for me and they did a little bit this year, but not in the same way because I'm working out. But last year they came for me like I was fine. You know, after I had my daughter, I got really skinny, like the skinniest I've ever been. Like I was looking at my arm in the mirror like, ooh, like this is a little scary. Like 
I've never been this tiny. And then slowly but surely, I, I gained my weight back. And I felt like myself around my, my 24th birthday. 24th? Yeah. And then between the holidays and sitting around, I just gained a lot of weight. Like, I, I feel like I gained weight fast. And I didn't feel, I did not feel confident. It, but the thing about me when I gain weight is because, like, the shape of my body, like, I've always had hips. I've always had thighs. I've never been flat chested. So, like, when I gain weight, I don't really detect it immediately. But I gained weight. My mom told me that I was the widest I've ever been, which I didn't even take that any type of way because it was just facts. And um, my daughter's father made a comment about me looking pregnant. So anyways, y'all know I could not accept that. So I got my butt back in the gym. I started small because at this point I still didn't have any money, but I knew I needed to get moving. So I decided to put a gym membership on my credit because I was like, well, money's coming from somewhere soon. But until then, I would rather like put a gym membership on my credit card than stay where I'm at. And so I did. I joined the local gym um, thanks to all the nurse appreciation stuff, I was able to get a gym membership for like, I think I paid $27 a month at a local gym. And I started going twice a week. Just, I started small, but I just needed to start. And that did it for me. Like getting back in the gym and seeing the results, that's my happy place. Cause if you know me or if you, I'm about to tell you, like I was a student athlete for most of my life. So movement, working out, that's just natural to me. Like I don't, I don't know how to sit still and not work out. I don't know, but fitness is a big part of my life. And it's funny because apparently people think that my Instagram is a fitness brand because it's ginger and fit. But I'm like, that's literally my name. I just didn't want to put my full last name because I didn't feel like telling people how to spell it. I might change that one day. But for now, it's just my, my last name. But people always think I'm a fitness brand and I'm not. But fitness definitely is a big part of my life because it's a big contributor to my well-being, like physically, mentally, all that. Like working out is just so good for you. So I joined that local gym. I was going twice a week and I was seeing results, but not the results that I wanted. So I decided to take it up another level and I rejoined Orange Theory Fitness and y'all, I love Orange Theory, okay? Like, I'm a huge Orange Theory advocate, so I rejoined Orange Theory in, I don't even know how many months it's been now, but I rejoined, and Orange Theory works, y'all. It's not for everybody, but if it's for you, just know you're going to see results. Like, if I see a big person in Orange Theory, I'm just like, oh, like, when did you start coming? You must be new, because everybody in Orange Theory is, like, serious, and I love it, so... Yeah, and, and that helped me. I lost so much weight. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I still feel a little bit of pressure to keep the weight off because I don't want to go backwards. And going into 2022, I'm looking forward to uh, getting more disciplined in my diet. One of the things that I did this year, cause I don't have a lot of advice for people. People come to me for fitness advice, but I'm just like, I don't know. I just show up and take classes. I'm just committed. Like, I don't know. I don't have no tips. I don't have no exercises. I just show up and take classes. But one of the things that I did this year that also helped me to lose weight was I lowered my sugar intake because I have a really, really bad sweet tooth. Like, I'll eat a whole bag of Swizzlers by myself. I will. Yeah, I don't even know how to show you. Okay, like sweet tea. That's my beverage. All right. Like, I love iced tea. Eat a whole bag of Swizzlers by myself. 
like it's just really bad okay like I'm the type of person that I would go to the dollar store while I was still a dollar shade intended but anyways I would go to the dollar store and I'll get like two or three bags of candy and I'll tell myself while I'm in the store oh I'm not gonna eat all this right now I'm gonna uh I'll eat a bag today and I'll eat the other two bags sometime in the future and then your girl ends up eating all three bags of candy in the same day like it's just really bad I just love sugar it's it's an addiction it's literally it's really an addiction and so one of the things that I did this year that really helped me out was instead of uh drinking like iced tea and juice and stuff like that I started drinking sparkling water like different flavors and that really helped me to cut down on my sugar intake which then helped me to see results in my fitness journey so I don't know if that helps anybody, but that's something I did to really, um, I don't know, help my fitness journey. So what else do I have on here? Okay, let's talk about education. (laughs) Uh, This year, I completed the Women's Entrepreneurship Certificate Program with eCornell, which was completely free. I actually signed up for it last year in 2020 because it's so popular that I wanted to take my classes in the order that they suggested. So I signed up in 2020, but I wasn't able to get all the classes back to back to back until 2021. And at the time, I just told myself, like, you know what? It's fine. I'll wait a couple months. And I just I feel like whenever I get to take these classes, it's going to be right on time. And that it was. I'm so grateful for that experience. I learned so much the instructors um one instructor in particular I can't remember her name right now but she just blessed me like we had to submit assignments uh throughout the course and her feedback was so kind like she took time to leave like paragraphs of encouragement to me and that meant so much to me like just knowing that somebody believes and supports what you're trying to do is priceless And then on top of that, just the entrepreneurial knowledge, like one thing about me is I'm big on feelings and that's like my personality. I'm a feeler. And so, you know, the whole thing about facts over feelings. Well, I feel like it's, it's easy to go into entrepreneurship as a dreamer. Like I feel like this and this is my dream and this is what I want to see. But one thing that I learned through the program is to, Listen to the numbers, listen to the facts, do your research, because you could feel however you want to feel, and your feelings might be valid, but numbers don't lie, and there's security in numbers, and so it taught me how to do my research, and just how many resources are out there, grants, money, like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but there is money out there, y'all, there is lots of money out there, especially if you're going to do something that the government is behind, like, a lot of things in like technology, science, healthcare, there is money for you out there. So I don't know if, if you need help finding grants, like hit me up. I'm going to send you some links because my eyes were open to that this year. Like the money is out there, y'all. So that was all an amazing experience with Cornell's Women's Entrepreneurship Certificate Program. And if they open that up, uh, definitely, if you're looking at, if you're interested in becoming an entrepreneur, if you're already an entrepreneur, whatever it might be, 
like look into that program because it's gonna it's gonna bless you it's definitely you're gonna learn some things and even if you don't learn anything just to connect with like-minded people it's worth it um one other thing I did this year I'm gonna wrap up soon because I want to start watching my New Year's Eve services I am one of those people that New Year's Eve I like to be in church I like to be in the presence of the Lord so I'm gonna get to that soon but um the other thing I did this year speaking of the presence of the Lord (laughs) I felt like God was telling me to go back to school this year and so I didn't want to go back to nursing school I I thought about going into um like mental health and uh, becoming like a counselor, but I still felt like it was a little bit too clinical for me. And so I thought about going into business school because y'all know I have a heart for entrepreneurship. But the truth is like a lot of people are successful in the business world without a degree. So I didn't see why I should pay for that either. So I ended up deciding to go to ministry school because I I felt like that was where God was leading me. I, and I wanted the knowledge. Um, there's this idea that like people like millennials are leaving the church and religion is like decreasing and on all that kind of stuff. And I mean, there's studies to prove it to a degree, but I want it to be proof that there are still young people out here looking to serve the Lord. And not only that, I wanted to know what the heck I'm talking about. So when I meet somebody on the street, I'm not just talking based off of my feelings, but off of things that are actually true and things that I've actually learned. And so I decided to go to ministry school Um, I decided to do a new, it's called the New School of Biblical Theology. They just started up, so they're not accredited yet, but they are pursuing accreditation. And the good news about that is that when they get accredited, that accreditation will be uh, retroactive. I think that's the word. (laughs) And so I will then officially have a Master's of Arts in Global Leadership, which I'm really excited about. So I really enjoyed the past few months of uh, learning about biblical leadership and the Bible and God. Um, it's just been so revealing to me, honestly. Like I've, It's definitely been something that God has used to guide me in this season. So I'm really thankful to start my ministry school journey. And I will be continuing in January. I'm going to be studying the New Testament. And it's a two-year program and I'll have a master's degree. And then I might mess around and get a doctor who knows but I'm really grateful that I decided to go back to school and keep investing in myself and keep learning this year and oh the last thing I want to talk about before I log off is uh, my decision to get back on social media so like I said I was off social media for most of this year and I needed that I tried to get on social media this time last year and I was in such a bad space and then on top of that like when I would get on social media I would I would look at everybody else's pictures and compare my life to theirs and I would see people that I know hanging out together and I would feel like well why why did nobody hit me up like where was my invite like I don't know like maybe the people I thought that was for me they're maybe they're not for me I don't know and so it just left me in a really I would literally lock, get off social media and cry. If you don't believe me, ask Shelly Shelton. She'll tell you. And I was like, you know what? I don't need social media to live my best life. God doesn't need social media to do his will in my life. So if God wants to make stuff happen for me, he can do it without social media. I believe that. You know what? Matter of fact, I'm about to challenge you, God. God, I want to see what you could do in my life without social media. Like, I literally told God that. And I was ready to just log off and stay off. But... 
after going through the um, eCornell program and just wanting to make strides in my entrepreneurial journey, you can't, I mean, you can be an entrepreneur in today's society and not have any type of social media or web presence, but social media is a tool. It's powerful. It's where the people are. And so it just, it is what it is, you know? But on top of that, that even that wasn't even enough for me to get back on social media because I still know that I could have built a business without social media. But shout out YB, YB the Connect. Um, if you guys need help on LinkedIn, he's your man. I was he he made a group on LinkedIn, which is where I was hiding out. That was like the only form of social media I had. And uh, he said something about words being seeds, and I was looking for my next move, and I felt like. I had something to share on my heart, and so I logged back on to Instagram and Facebook, and I went live, and I shared what God put on my heart, because if y'all read the story of Esther, he literally, it literally says, I don't know if it was God or, like, her cousin, Mordecai, is it Mordecai or Haman? Oh, gosh. All right. I forgot. Esther's cousin, uncle, whatever. Esther's family member. (laughs) This is embarrassing because I promise you guys I know this stuff, but I just can't think about it right now. Anyways, somebody told tells Esther, like, if you do not speak to the king, if you do not speak, people are going to die. Like, that's how serious her using her voice was. And I don't know if I keep my mouth shut, if anybody will die or not. But I felt like God was telling me, Ginger, like, if you don't use your voice when I have put a message on your heart. There's people on the other side of what you need to hear. So I need you to speak. And so I decided to get back on social media and get back to get back to business. Honestly, that's what it feels like. Um, That's how I look at social media now. I'm not on social media for my little friends and to kiki and gossip like this is business, baby. And when I when I post, I remember like one of the things that a lot of people got to know me for is that when I'm on social media, it's positivity, it's good vibes. It's like things that people need to hear. They don't always want to hear it, but they need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to get back to being that girl who's always just putting positivity out there. And so I did. And here I am. And I I plan to stay here and continue that. Um, I'm definitely working on putting systems in place so I don't have to be on social media. But you're definitely going to see my face on the internet in 2022. And I'm going to keep doing my podcast. My goal is to do it two times a month. Um, part of the reason I stopped recording my podcast is because being a mom, it was easier. I just wanted to be present with my baby girl and trying to coordinate recording my podcast while she's taking a nap or while my parents could watch her. It was just a lot. So that's part of the reason why I fell behind. I'm recording my podcast. But the way the same way I make time for the gym, I can make time for my podcast. And so I do intend to give you guys at least two episodes a month in the new year. And I definitely will be interviewing people so if you feel like you have something you want to share on my podcast if you know somebody who was like you need to meet my friend because y'all would be dope together like the conversation the vibes like I'm here for it message me comment whatever email me y'all I got a whole website now gingerfidget.com I'm gonna say that go to my website and let me know what you want to hear on my podcast in 2022 who you want to hear on my podcast if you want to make some connections I love to meet new people I love to interview. I love to be interviewed. And so definitely going to do that in the new year. That's really all I got for you guys. Um, actually, I lied. I have <laughs> some verses I wanted to share that helped me in 
this year and this season. So just to conclude, oh, y'all, I wrote so many essays this year. <laughs> like I had to bring out the good English. In conclusion, um, as I wrap up this episode, I, I'm grateful, really, really grateful for 2021 and the work that God did inside of me and outside of me. Honestly, because okay, you girl, the fake abs are popping. All right, my arms is looking a little like I can see the cuts. I don't really capture it in the pictures, but I see it when I'm working out. So, anyways, shout out to God for creating this body, body, yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> um, yeah, 2021 was a good year. It didn't start that way for me, but it definitely finished that way for me. And so, I wanted to honor and acknowledge that and keep that energy going into the new year. But two verses I wanted to share with you guys before I wrap up. The first one I found earlier this year while I was going through it. And that's Lamentations 3, 25 to 27. And this is the message translation. And it says, God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. It's a good thing when you're young to stick it out through hard times. I'm going to read that again because I just love that. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It is a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. It is a good thing when you're young to stick it out through the hard times. And I'm young. And I stuck it out through hard times. It's not that last of hard times in my life, but for now, I made it through this. I weathered the storm. And speaking of weathering the storm, another one of my favorite verses. Um, if anybody is listening to this, whether you hopped on my live or if you're listening to this um, after I post it, another one of my favorite, favorite verses for hard times and struggles, which we have in this life is 1 Peter 5.10, and this is the New Living Translation. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, strengthen, and strengthen you. He will place you on a firm foundation. So the part that sticks out to me from this verse is that after you have suffered for a little while, you're going to be restored, you're going to be supported, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be on a firm foundation. I remember when I first left uh, my abusive relationship in 2020, I felt like I had stumbled. Like, I definitely lost my footing in my life, I guess you could say. And so I took, I take comfort in this verse knowing that suffering does come to an end. Hard times don't last forever. I love the whole saying about tough times don't last, tough people do. And this verse is just saying that, that after you go through it, you're going to be restored. Whatever you lost cannot compare to what's coming. You're going to be supported. You're going to be stronger and you're going to be on a firm foundation. And so those are the two verses that I wanted to share to close that 2021. If you tuned into my live, much love to you. Thank you so much. If you are listening to this podcast that's going to be posted, thank you again for listening to my podcast. I don't really think anybody listened to my podcast and I definitely came across people this year that said that they do. And so I just want to thank you all. I'm, 
I'm so, I can never ever say enough how grateful I am because I just, my, that's my constant state, my constant move, my constant vibe is gratitude because I have so much to be grateful for and I believe that gratitude is protection and so every day that I'm alive, I'm going to say thank you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Get Up 10 Podcast. I'm super excited for 2022 and all that guy is going to do. I'm not going to lie, I definitely just tried to rhyme and it worked. So anyways, happy new year. I'm wishing you and your family is wellness, safety, good vibes, good food, protection, hope, faith, love, patience, all that goodness. That's what I want for you in 2022. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time. Yeah.